This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 48, Bending Minds with Alon New. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. Welcome back, and this is got to be one of the most interesting sessions that I've recorded here on this program. This gentleman that I'm highlighting here today, Alan New, is someone that I've actually known for quite some time. I began, as many of you have heard in previous sessions, with a fascination in all things magic and mentalism. And for anybody who's followed a similar path, you may already know his name. And I'm going to highlight this here several times because you really got to go check out some of these videos that I'm going to put in the show notes. We'll make it easy. His last name is spelled New. In you. So just simply worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash new. And again, that's spelled in you. There'll be all sorts of resources, references, and you got to check out these videos, especially some of the work that he does with metal bending. And I reached out to Alan to have him on this program specifically because we shared a similar interest and a similar journey. As you've heard in previous recordings of this series, I had an interest in magic and mentalism and then transitioned fully into the hypnosis. And Alan recently began to venture further and, let's use the language here, deeper into all things hypnosis. And you'll hear specifically in this conversation today how it's enhanced a lot of what he's doing, how it's opened up some brand new doors, and how bringing in the concepts of the imagination and belief and the bending of reality is just this universal, fascinating theme that there's so much to be gained from. And specifically coming up in the middle of August this year, 2015, out in Las Vegas, he's one-third of an upcoming event called the Symposium himself, as well as Aaron Alexander, Jerome Fenley, two people also doing some really fascinating work out there. The information for that upcoming event is also going to be on that webpage, worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash new, again, spelled N-U. Again, seriously, head there. You got to check out these videos. They are incredible. Let's jump right in. This is session number 48, Bending Minds with Alan New. I think that my interest in magic really kind of began with just being a minority in the United States back in the early 1970s when I was growing up. I was born in 65 in San Francisco and basically lived in a very strange place in a very strange time. And so there was a lot of mysticism and magic and bandied about. And so it was all very interesting to me. And of course, that leads one almost immediately into the world of magic and trickery and deception and fun science tricks and stuff like that. But the stuff that interested me the most was really stuff that came from like Ripley's Believe It or Not and Strange But True compilations of pulp non-fictions is what I like to call them. And I really started to just gobble those up and, you know, along with that kind of uh, started to read magic books and learn about magicians and their ways as well. Uh, later in life, I'm going to have to say that I started to sort of started to ask myself the question, what came first, the reality or the illusion? And that becomes a really interesting question because it starts to question both reality and illusion, you know, and how real either are. 
and you start to realize that you know both can be considered real and both can be considered you know unreal in many ways so that leads us to hypnosis because hypnosis kind of makes us understand that it all happens within our thoughts things can be created through our imagination and things can happen through just the subconscious amazing things as well so obviously not just mental things but physiological things possibly even complete changes in reality and that's where it starts to become in my opinion kind of inexplicable stuff stuff like past life regression and stuff like that and hypnosis is interesting to me you know in hypnosis people we all tend to say that it doesn't really matter whether or not they really had the past life or not but my real interest is really whether or not they did have that past life. I'm interested in whether or not there is something that's truly inexplicable that we haven't yet tapped into in our minds. And let me rewind things back a little bit, because at one point in the magic career, correct me on this, you were touring with kind of a larger scale illusion show. And then nowadays in the mentalism performance, the mind reading, the mental, let's call it mental stunts show, it's basically a show that fits in a small handbag, correct? Yes, actually, that's funny. That's a business model. <laughs> yeah, pack light, play big. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did actually perform with a really large show. And when I first got into the business, uh, my my very first quote unquote manager in the business was Denny Haney over at the, the famous Denny and Lee Magic Shop in Baltimore now. And Denny was in his own right an incredible sorcerer. And I say that because could call him a magician, but the stuff that he did was truly out of this world. He was very creative. Very few people realized how creative he was. Very few people realized what a worker he was in the sense that he could do three illusions plus some amazing things in a 45 to hour long show in a ballroom in a hotel in front of a whole bunch of people that are three. And he did it all the time. And I learned a lot of limitations from watching him because I realized how much he was able to do with what he was able to do. And the first thing that he basically made me do was create an illusion show <laughs> that was based on East Asian illusions. And that means using things like glass bowls and water and fish and ducks and crazy stuff like that. <laughs> and it was so cumbersome, I'm surprised this day that I even was able to get around to doing that. It was a five-person show, fit into a Chevy van. That was the business model <laughs> back then. And it wasn't uh, easy, but it survived for several years. And we toured, and we ended up in doing nine weeks in Atlantic City at the Showboat Casino. And so anyway, it was, it was a crazy ride. But ultimately, I ended up coming down to the fact that uh, what I really liked the most about doing what I did there was amazing people. And the whole dream from the very beginning was becoming a great magician because of my ability to amaze people, not by my ability to cart around huge props and set them up and break them down and stuff like that. I liked amazing people. I wasn't into the entire thing. And, and the thing about hypnosis is that hypnosis is about helping people on top of entertaining them and showing them how amazing our minds are. It uses that amazement factor to engage the mind in a way that actually helps it and that works with it in a way that changes its patterns and shows you just how plastic be in terms of just molding it to almost whatever you want and however you want it to be. You know, I mean, it's it, the fact that you can get somebody to quit smoking after smoking their entire life is an amazing thing. But I mean, let's be real. I mean, with hypnosis, you can get people to smoke 
today. I mean, you can literally choose to make it however you want. It, it becomes really whatever you want based on how you interact with your subconscious. And I'd share for those listening, you mentioned Denny Haney. Denny was the guy, and if anyone's curious, DennyMagic.com, that's how to find him. He's the guy who I saw when I was like seven or eight years old. And I saw that and went, oh, that's cool. And I wanted to do more of it and connected with him. And for many, many times would get my parents to drive me from Virginia Beach all the way up to, uh, oh, not Baltimore. Let's be honest here, Essex, Maryland. And now he's elsewhere in Maryland. (laughs) But then from there, you and I kind of go back about a good 15, 20, if not a few more years as well. And a similar journey of I began with the magic. I transitioned into the mentalism and now... Ever since uh, a good maybe 12 years ago or so, that's where I really made that shift over to hypnosis. From my side, it was always the journey of how do I make it more real? If I could really do it, why would I have the props? Why would I have these things with me? And admittedly, and I've shared the story here before, I was the smart aleck in the back of a hypnotherapy class as a full-time stage hypnotist going, I'm not going to do any of this therapy crap. Why am I here? And meanwhile, now it's practically all that I do. So I'm curious to hear what was it that I know it was an interest. I know there were already themes of hypnotic elements inside of your show. What was it that spurred that decision to then, because I know it was recently that you took more formal training in hypnosis, right? Doctor, who's an amazing trainer and recommend her highly. And she's a really great hypnotist as well. And I believe the name dropped out there in the call, but can you say the name again? Uh, Marsha Proctor. Oh, yeah. And she herself is an amazing hypnotist um, in terms of just very, very permissive. Before you know it, you're just closing your eyes and you're drifting off into space, and it's just a beautiful thing working with her. I'll tell you, my biggest gripe with magicians is that 99% of them don't believe in magic. And I feel that there's some kind of strange, profound irony to that. And I think the beautiful thing about hypnosis is that anyone who works with hypnosis starts to really believe that magic could be real. You start to realize our imaginations can create our realities. And it's an amazing experience to truly understand. And usually it, it takes a life change. It takes someone telling you that you must just do something to change your life patterns in order to uh, save your own life before they'll go to a hypnotist. But once they go to a hypnotist, you realize just how amazing things can be by just focusing on your inner thoughts and making things change from within. And I just had dinner with Aaron Alexander, who's going to be working with me on this symposium conference in August. And what this conference is about is actually really about taking ideas that interlock things like shamanic frustrations of amazement with shamanic healing, how that interrelates with hypnosis, and how that might interrelate with what Aaron Alexander calls a Pygmalion effect, which is, I'm, I'm not even sure exactly what it is, but I'm gonna I'm eager to learn more about it. But what I think it is, is it's kind of an amazement factor that a lot of times you find the same thing in hypnosis, but he kind of gets there without any hypnotic induction, and it's very interesting. I, in fact, you got to experience a little bit of it yourself. 
Yeah, and I'll put, uh, there's a couple of videos on YouTube that we'll put on the show notes associated with this session. Some very, very interesting touches on creating hypnotic phenomenon without a formal hypnotic induction, which is just a whole branch of work that I'm, I'm in love with myself, because instead it's more of an organic thing. I know, for example, I know that you make use of the finger magnets demonstration as part of your mentalism show. And to make use of that or the light and heavy arms or any of the other hypnotic suggestibility tests that many of us are aware of, it's still a very overt type thing. So take this conversation back a few minutes about if I could really make this thing magically happen, why would I need the props? If I could really read your mind, why would I engage in this protocol around it? And if I could really influence some sort of physiological movement in the body, why would I go so far as to a very overt, hold your arms like this, hold your hands like that, when the work that Aaron does is fascinating because it begins in a purely organic format, and I love that. Yeah, it sort of starts with a discussion, and then all of a sudden, before you know it, you're doing something, and then it's really turning into something. And, and what's very interesting is that he started working with neuroscientists, uh, is working with the Neuroscientific Neurological Institute in Mexico City, and they were actually working with uh, various different psychological illnesses uh, or psychological conditions, I should just call them, in which people, like this one girl, really believed that she couldn't walk and she was in a wheelchair for pretty much her entire life. And it was a strange, not sure if it's psychological or psychiatric, but for some strange reason, she believed that she couldn't walk, even though for, for every reason they could tell that she probably that she could walk, but she wasn't able to walk. And through his strange demonstration, he was actually able to get her to walk out of that place without her wheelchair. And so wow. that's a kind of strange phenomenon that he was able to do that. And he wouldn't have even been able to do it had he not had these scientists interested in bringing him down there and experimenting with what he could do with all that. Since going through some of the hypnosis training yourself, how would you say that's adapted the work you're already doing? Well, I'd say that really what it's done is it's just magnified my ability to communicate my thoughts as an entertainer and obviously I'm all about getting out there and giving people my show and giving them an amazing show but I've written actually coming out in about a month it's called State of Mind and it will be out on in Amazon and, and out there in the bookstores and it's really made for anyone who's interested in what we're talking about right now because I start by showing people a few simple tricks you know and psychological things that will engage the mind and that are just easy to learn things. But basically, in the end, it's uh, amazing yourself with ideas of consciousness, ideas of how we use our minds in amazing ways, and uh, understanding things between ancient mysticism to inexplicable phenomena. And, you know, we get into everything from ghosts to the Templars to ESP and the current science of mind over matter. So, I mean, it's a effect, transcendental meditation is all discussed in this new book. So I'm very excited about it coming out and I'm looking forward to uh, having a big book release party, hopefully at one of the places that I'm performing at uh, that does the blues and jazz or uh, illusions in Baltimore. Yeah, and I'll put a couple of the links inside of the show notes for this. We'll make it simple. I'll just put a bunch of links over at, uh, we'll make a redirect here, worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash new, N-U. That'll have uh, several videos, several links. If you're in the Washington, D.C., Metro, Baltimore area, you're over at Illusions now twice a week, right? 
Yeah, I've only got two more weeks to go. So this week, Friday and Saturday, and then I guess if this isn't coming out until next week, I've got one more week to go. So yeah, seventeenth and eighteenth. If not, we'll definitely put in one of the uh, videos of the spoon bending demonstration. That's something definitely to be seen. Yeah, yeah. I was recently on uh, the Fox News uh, station. Uh, uh, they had a lot of fun with them doing uh, spoon bending. In fact, all of that is going to be in our workshop at Symposium. Not to put in that plug one more time. Yeah, tell us more specifically about that event because I know it's you. It's Aaron Alexander and Jerome's going to be there too, right? Uh, Jerome Finley, who is an amazing shaman, Sangoma healer, who studied in South Africa and Swaziland and did some of, does probably one of the most studied traditional healers and traditional practitioners in the world. And I have met him several times and hung out with him. He's one of my best friends. He's a true artist in many ways, and he's extremely, extraordinarily inspirational to watch when you actually get to see him live. So I recommend you don't get a chance to see Jerome very often, but he will be there in August, and uh, I'm very much looking forward to introducing you all to him if you come out there. August 12th, 13th, 14th, and 15th is Symposium, P-S-I-Posium, and we discuss things about, about the mind, about Psy, about the idea of mind, of how we use oracles, and how we uh, get into the mindset of psychic Q&A, and how we get into the mindset set things like everything from the stuff that like Kreskin does with contact mind reading to things that uh, I do with mind over matter and metal bending. So, uh, in fact, a section of my systems of transforming metal, which is all about what I do with metal bending and how I engage people using metal bending is uh, going to be a, a big portion of that workshop. And Aaron Alexander, who can literally have you stand up and push his hands towards you and have you fall back is going to be there. And he's an amazing guy. I have I spent a week with him, basically testing him in all sorts of different conditions. The, the night that you got to meet him was his first night there. We got to eat at Cafe Milano with Richard Rustak, a neurological neuroscientist and a prolific uh, author of brain books. And then I took him out on the road with me and we I put him in little spots in my show and had him performing for everyone from teenagers to uh, young adults and to old crotchety mentalists and, uh, <laughs> and it still worked. And so um, <laughs> I didn't mean to say crotchety. All right. So <laughs> it's okay. I'm not recording that. Uh, <laughs> so let me ask you this. I love to ask this question in terms of a next step for you. Where do you see yourself taking this? I mean, the combination of the history of the mystery arts into now into the hypnosis as well. What's kind of your next step from here? What is it you're interested in exploring more of? Well, I am always forever interested in things that involve inexplicable science. And so anything that has to do with the cutting edge of what's out there in science and human possibilities and earthly potentials that we haven't discovered yet, I'm all about it. But I find myself becoming a pretty interesting researcher and writer on these topics as I've started to write this second book of mine. And, uh, of mine, and I'm very, very interested in continuing that uh, as an author and then uh, using my authorship to uh, get myself around and continue doing shows and hitting the media and uh, talking more about these types of things and hopefully opening the minds of those people who I meet everywhere. Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast at worksmarthypnosis.com.
Hey, it's Jason Lynette with one quick favor. As you enjoy this program, please head over to iTunes. Head over there and leave your comments all about this program. Your feedback is what helps this program to grow. Also, it helps us to reach out to brand new guests and uh, feature them on here as well. So just head over to iTunes and uh, track down the podcast listing for this, the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, and leave your feedback there. Thanks so much for listening.